0: to be wild. Hello and welcome back, everybody, to the next part in our wild set review for United in Stormwind. We have just wrapped up Demon Hunter. We are now on Druid. So uh, hi- Electric Sheep City will be presenting the Druid cards. So uh, I will just pass the mic over to you and stop talking.
1: <laughs> yeah. And so we are starting in with the Druid with the first common spell, which is Sow the Soil. Sow the Soil is a one mana nature spell with choose one. Give your min- minions plus one attack or summon a 2-2 two, two treant. And uh, not going to lie, the treants from uh, this set, That I mean, this is the only treant generator, but the treants from this set are kind of adorable. Not oh, going to lie. they look so nice, yeah. Aside from that, Sow the Soil is kind of a worse um, uh, mark, you know, the one that gives all of your minions plus one plus one. Mm -hmm, I'm a mm -hmm. huge fan of Aggro Druid and the the giving all of your minions plus one attack, a a mini roar. But I think even with uh, cutting the Gibberlings that So the Soil just probably still doesn't make the cut, but I, I may end up being wrong on that one as well. If we end up getting Gibberling back, I think So the Soil actually gets more powerful because we want to be running more spells. Whereas right now, since we're cutting gibberling, we want to be running more minions to leverage the um, Embiggen that that we're playing in that already. Um, so a- aside from that, there are also the other token variants with like um, whispering woods and stuff like that. And I just think that we have way too many um, buffs and, and board buffs in wild to kind of include Sew the Soil, however adorable the treant from this set is. Uh, Nate, what do you think about "Sow the Soil? Yeah, I mean, I think
0: you probably said it best. I think you're sort of the aggro druid expert of of us over here. I mean, when I looked at this, uh, I felt like it could relatively easily slot into some kind of token druid deck, but it's more of like the spell version, right? And I compared it to power of the wild which gives everything plus one plus one or summons a three two and this is just like a a worse power of the wild because it only gives attack not health um but if we're doing like a spell heavy version like the the gibberling is kind of the key to that and so like you said if when rotation happens if it gets unnerfed for wild then it makes this card better i still don't think it's bad i like the choose one of like okay you know plus one Or summon a 2 2. So, I mean, I don't think it's bad. I just don't think it's great. Hyder, what do you think?
2: So, when I first looked at it, I mostly compared it to Mark of the Lotus because it's the same mana cost Mm -hmm. and it does less than that. Attack wise, yes, you can get your burst, but it doesn't give you the health. It does have the flexibility if you're just trying to get on board, to drop a 2 which a 1-mana 2-2 is still pretty decent. But I think in a token-style Druid, you can be doing a lot better at that point. So while I think it's a pretty good card and could maybe go in some sort of a budget version if you unpack this, uh, I don't think it would make the final cut in a token-style Druid in wild.
0: Do you ever see it in like a treant druid?
1: I've played around with a lot of different treant builds, um, particularly right before, gosh, last expansion or expansion before, Mm -hmm. um, or uh, rotation rather um, in standard. Um, I really wish that, that we had more treant support, but really the most treant support we have now is kind of like Goru the maitri mm-hmm. which is fine but it's not we're, we're not getting to that point in wild right now so if, if we see further treant support later then I, I can definitely see so the soil uh being included but as it is right now yeah and unfortunately i, I don't see a kind of just general treant druid happening
0: all right well let's talk scores then
1: yeah, so as for the score, for me, in the way things currently are with gibberling down um, and and whatnot, uh, for me, unfortunately, despite its versatility, So the Soil is a one. What do you think, Nate?
0: I give it a two. Hyder, what do you think?
2: I give it a two for the fact that somebody could play this in a budget token druid or spell druid sort of thing where you're just running tokens and you open this and i think you could totally run it so i'm going to give it a two you would probably sub it out later on
1: absolutely so that brings us to Wickerclaw. Wickerclaw is a two mana one four beast that reads after your hero gains attack this minion gains plus two attack um, so whenever I initially looked at this, I was kind of like, well, eh, it's pretty easy to gain attack. You know, th- th- there are lots of things like Gong Druid <clears throat> that <laughs> definitely leverage that gaining attack. What I didn't initially see whenever I was reviewing this card is it's not this minion gains plus to attack this turn. Oh, it that stacks. Plus it stacks. Yeah. Th-
2: yeah, it's like a hench clan, but no health.
1: Yeah. Hmm. So if if I'm playing um, Wicker Claw or Gonk, um, they both get played in the same deck. But uh, if I'm playing that deck, then odds are I'm going to buff my attack multiple times in the same turn and then hit with my face for a lot as well as hit with Wicker Claw for a lot. So I think Wicker Claw has a lot of possibilities um, if it can stick Uh, at two mana. It seems pretty possible, especially with the big old butt of uh, having four health. Mm -hmm. Um, But not having charge or rush kind of makes it a little bit more conditional. So it's a give and take on that one. Uh, What do you think about Wicker Claw, Nate? Yeah, I agree. I mean, the stats are good for the cost. So two mana,
0: one, four, I I didn't realize that it stacked at first either. And so it's relatively easy to, like, even if you hero power it you know the next turn or the same turn it becomes a 2 mana 3/4 um and so there's potential i mean it it needed like rush or something to make it really better and like you know like you said this fits into this like old dead archetype of gonk druid for those people who are watching or listening who are not familiar with what we're talking about this is gonk gonk the raptor is a legendary druid minion back from uh rastakhan's rumble it's a seven mana four nine beast that says after your hero attacks and kills a minion it can attack again and so essentially what the deck is is like you get all this attack with your hero you can wipe the board out and then you can hit face and there's some there's a few cards it's one of those like long forgotten archetypes that never had enough support to make it like freeze shaman or something like there's just not enough and so, okay, you know, we see a couple extra cards this set, and so maybe that comes back, but, like, the power level of something like Celestial Alignment is so high that how does this compete? Like, this is fun, and I'll use it to do quests and, like, meme around, but the the competitive aspect of it, like, I don't see it. Granted, like, two mana, one four, it, it's probably going to stick. Uh, if you let it stick too long, it's going to be a major threat, but... I don't know, like where I see wild druid is typically um super aggressive, kind of token based aggro or a combo variant with um celestial alignment or maligos or something like that. And I think if we're talking, you know, rotation, what happens when like Kelthus comes back? Does that get unnerfed? I don't know. And I where where does this fall in place and all that? I in in the the pile of uh dreams and memes, I think. So, Hyder, <laughs> what are your thoughts?
2: Yeah, I feel like if we had in wild some sort of a, a mid-ranged deck that actually could work, this could be something that would be really cool. I think the fact that it can gain two attack every single turn when mm-hmm. you hit that hero power and it's got the big butt, it's only two mana. In a vacuum, I think that's really cool. Unfortunately, we are playing Tokens and we are playing combo. So it doesn't seem to fit in anywhere as far as I'm concerned. It can fit in meme land though.
1: <laughs> it is a beast. <laughs> yeah, that that's something that I think that we all kind of glossed over. Um if Beast Druid previous support kind of maybe we can have some sort of a mid-range this may kind of help that. I, I don't think so though. So, <laughs> as for my rating, gosh, I think it's a little too strong to give a one just because a two mana one four is impactful. It's pretty full. good, yeah. yeah. So, I, I can't quite go one on it, but it's going to have to be a two for me um, with the caveat that it could be even better. What do you think about Wicker Claw uh, as far as your rating? Nate?
0: Yeah, I gave it a two as well. Oh, and yeah, Jesus faction in the chat says even druid. You know, and I remember way yeah. way, way back in the day when I think High hit legend with even druid when it was not a thing. I mean, it really has never been a thing. No, but but like you know, but there's potential if your hero power is upgraded to make it even a little bit better. I still think fringe, right? Fringe is kind of my best case scenario at the moment yep. for this.
1: So I still this give would, it a two. This would be the totem golem of of even shaman, pretty much, right? Which is really good in mm-hmm. even shaman, but hopefully even druid becomes a force to be reckoned reckoned with. <laughs> what yeah. do you think, Hydra?
2: Well, I I'm looking forward to trying to storm casual with this and have some fun. Gonna give it a two, just because of the 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 potential, because it is. A decent card, we don't have a deck for it that is competitive really whatsoever, but it's a good card, so it gets a two.
1: Yeah, so that brings us to Best in Shell, which which I I love the pun in in the title, you know, Best in show, Best in Shell. Huh. So Best in Shell is a (laughs) six mana druid spell with no spell school, tradable. And it also reads, summon two two seven turtles with taunt. Um, so the the turtles are pretty cool; they're beasts. That's pretty good. But uh, like Jesus faction is mentioning in chat, spreading plague. I would much rather be playing spreading plague than best in shell. Um, at the very least, best in shell is tradable. So if I'm coming across, you know, something that doesn't go wide. I can you know maybe trade this into, you know get something more proactive. But at the end of the day, I, I think it's just too slow and there are better things that we can be doing, in particular w- with this lot with spreading plague. Um, yeah, spreading plague is is the one that I <laughs> my, my exact notes are why would we run this instead of spreading plague? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> question mark. So um that that seems to be the biggest comp and I think that spreading plague just wins every single time. What do you think about best in shill, Nate? I think that it would
0: be nice at one mana after your celestial alignment. I think that it I think that this should be a priest spell and it would be really good in combo priest. Uh I think that the turtles are probably beasts, and so there's some potential beast synergy there. Um they are and so there's that. I do think, so Here's here was my thought in my notes. Said like six mana, it feels like a lot for these two sevens that are def- like, they're defensive, right? I'm not winning with them. I'm just not dying because of them. Um, and like you said, you know, spreading plague is a thing. Uh, I just don't, uh, I mean, the only other thing I can see is like, okay, what about Spiteful Druid? That used to be a thing. Like, yeah, okay, you know, maybe there's that. There's there's Hadronox, maybe, but like two
1: seven with Taunt is like there's better Taunt cards. Um, and and since the turtles themselves are Beast, we still don't really want to be playing this in Hadronox because the Res a Beast mm-hmm. just just like with Spreading Plague, it has the same downside that it it could Res a, a turtle instead of your Hadronox.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, Hadron. Yeah, uh, so. You know, I don't. I don't know what I. What I can foresee is like someone is going to play this against me, and I'm going to get all irritated about it because now I got to go through two sevens. <laughs> I don't think it's good. I don't know.
2: Like, It'll feel super bad to lose to. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, yeah, yeah. And I think. So here's what happens: like the new cards, they're all they're all geared to be standard cards, and then yeah. we're sitting here trying to figure out how how does this fit into wild. And so I imagine, like, I will we probably will see some kind of funky beast druid archetype in standard. And sure, maybe you play this. Like six man is not that much in in standard, but wild is so fast and so crazy. Like this is not what you want to be doing. Like I want to be pushing forward to win, not defending so i'm it's cute
2: i like all the jewels on the turtle shells hydra what do you think sounds like you were talking about the art (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah i mean let's remember spreading plague was initially released at five mana was it not (laughs) and you want me to pay six mana for this sorry it's a it's a no-go for me, like, maybe if they had given it spreading plague original cost and like at least see if it's a little overpowered, I would consider it even then, maybe not. So it'd, be, it'd be
0: okay at five. I mean, yeah. even then I'd probably struggle trying to figure out where I wanted to play it.
2: Yeah. I just think that we have a better option. The, the fact that it's not conditional about your opponent having a board is kind of cool. But if you're playing defensively, your opponent probably is building their board every single turn, and this is what you're doing. So, ah, uh, yeah, it's a bit of a no-go for me.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so as for the ratings, I gave Fist and Shell one, just because I, I would rather do some other things. What do you think, mate?
0: Yeah, it's a one for me in terms of wild. I... I like the idea, and I'm going to be real irritated when someone plays this against me. But I don't see this fitting into anything. Uh, it's
1: just a one for me.
2: Yeah, uh, it's it's definitely a one. It, sorry, spreading plague just wins.
1: So that brings us to a vibrant squirrel. A vibrant squirrel is a one mana, two one beast with the death rattle. Summon four acorns into your deck when drawn. Summon a 2 1 squirrel. So the acorn themselves are um, a cast wind draw drawn spell that summon a 2 1 squirrel. The 2 1 squirrel itself is a satisfied squirrel. So it's a, another one mana, 2 1 beast. And the, the little dude is just like leaning back. Oh, At this he's so satisfied. Is great. <laughs> yeah. He ate the acorn. The little buddy is so, so happy, so satisfied. <laughs> um, so I love the flavor of the Vibrant Squirrel and the Acorn and the Satisfied Squirrel. And I think it's really clever and really cool. And you know me. I love me some, some token-based, uh, in particular, aggro Druid. But unfortunately, whenever the Acorns are in your deck, the Satisfied Squirrels don't get buffed with Embiggen because it, it's a cast when drawn Acorn, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so on the one hand, it you know, you play a one mana, a two one that then just randomly gives you more two ones. It's not a bad thing, right? Like, it's it's not like it's something that you actively don't want, but whenever you're in the mid and late game, that th- this is why, um, uh, in big end, aggro druid in particular is so powerful because. If you go into the late game and you've played your ambigens, then all of a sudden you go from an aggro deck to a mid range deck, and you can actually still take on some of your, you know, control or combo decks, which vibrant squirrel does not really enable you to do. It does continue letting you l- let uh, go wide w- without kind of further investment, which is kind of nice. Um, and it's basically a one mana two one. Later down the line, summon four more two ones. But later down the line, you want to be doing something more than summoning two ones. Yeah. So, however cute he is, however cute cute it is, and, and however much the flavor is awesome, I I don't really see a whole lot of home for our buddy the vibrant squirrel. What do you think about vibrant squirrel, Nate? It's super
0: cute. Yeah, I think it's a rogue. This is a rogue minion masquerading as a druid minion. I mean if it's in it feels like the wrong archetype to me like where in rogue like i want to be drawing through my deck and if there's stuff in there cool like dump it out on my board and that's great like i don't want to do that in druid i've got other things to be doing and so i feel like there's some identity crisis going on here the art is brilliant the little fat squirrel with like sleepy satisfied squirrel is so cute but i don't really like it aside from that um cute idea though hydra what do you think
2: I think I just, like, all the air got let out of my tires. I was like, oh, man, that's so cool. It's so cheap. And you get 4 two ones, 2-1s. Like, perfect for a token deck. That's awesome. And then I thought about, after you said, "Inbigan does nothing. And you're right. You get to the... Embiggen is awesome because of that enable... The the fact that Inbigan enables you to transition into the late game. Uh, mid to late game with your bigger minions, and this does absolutely squad at that point. So I don't feel as good about it anymore. Super yeah. cute though, super cute. Yeah. But now, yeah, now and now I don't like him as much. Unfortunately, let's let's move into the ratings. So how much?
1: I, unlike you, I really like Vibrant Squirrel, but that doesn't translate into my rating. You know, we're we're buds, but uh, as as far as competitive play and and just play in general yeah sorry little buddy you're a one from me (laughs) what do you think Nate? that's a one for me
2: oh i'm gonna give okay what's a (laughs) one i'm sad (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah 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 no if if it was you know you shuffle the minions and they just popped onto the board like a patches or something then this thing would be broken probably so and that would, that would be like a five but yeah oh
1: yeah yeah one. if it's the exact same thing but they're minions instead of cast when drawn spells it'd be a but, different but story still, yeah. still gives you the draw afterwards yeah completely different story I would love the squirrel <laughs> yep sorry so, buddy sorry bud but that does bring us to Kodo Mount. Kodo Mount is a 4 mana druid spell with no spell school that reads, give a minion +4/+2 plus plus and rush. When it dies, summon a Kodo. So the Kodo itself is 3 mana 4/2 beast with rush. It's called Guff's Kodo. Um make a minion more able to trade up and give it rush. Rush so that it can actually do stuff on the turn you play it. That's pretty cool. Um, four mana is a lot, though. Um, at that point, I don't think that I'm probably... Giving something else rush is probably not really impactful because the thing is probably already on the board if I'm paying four mana to do it. Um, the, the little Kodo that it poops out having rush is much more impactful. Um, four two, being able to trade twice... Um, you know, once from the initial thing, and then once from the the token that it poops out, seems impactful. Four mana is just a lot, um, especially for something that doesn't necessarily have a huge home. On top of that, if the um, beast mid range druid that that we were kind of speculating about earlier becomes a thing at all, mm. then. Yeah, I think you probably jam Kodo Mount into it. I think that that would help with the, the mid range ability and the trading up and being able to to drop more things. But as it is, w- without that kind of support, I'm unfortunately less enamored with it. Though uh, Brookworm's reveal for this card was amazing. So, what do you think about Kodo Mountain it was amazing and she was wearing our shirt too. Yeah, yeah,
0: she was. <laughs> um I I really like the idea of the mounts in general. I think that they're really cool. Um I think for this, right, we're four mana, the the cost seems okay to me because we're talking about f- eight, eight attack worth or I guess eight is the the number of the attack that you get from this card split into two it's has an immediate impact because of the rush and so you know somebody plays something with eight health you know a mountain giant or something like that i can drop this and kill it for four mana but my big problem with it is that it's a defensive card and that's not really what i want to be doing like i want to be winning not defending and I, i mean maybe that's my personal play style i i'm you know either play some aggro or play some control or something but not not control in terms of druid like okay if this was a priest card maybe or a warlock card maybe but i struggle with it i mean the the card seems good to me and so i maybe in standard or something like that but i struggle to find a home for it in wild. that's my big issue with it um i i mean geez even like okay here's where i see this scene play is like standard token druid like cool throw this on something it makes it big and if i need to trade into something like i, I can do that um or if you play this with the uh like what is it called tree enforcements or whatever like okay we're we're, we're making some big things but um in wild like i just don't this is not what i want to be doing it, i don't see a, a place for it and like the wild decks that do well are like agro druid or maligos or um togwaggle and like where this doesn't go in there and like even even if i want to kind of meme around and play spiteful four mana is too low for that mm-hmm. so i just don't see it like the flavor is awesome the mounts are cool but i i feel like this is kind of like It really struggles to find a home. What do
2: you think, Hydra? So, if we had that mid-range deck that I was talking about earlier, this—that's this is a card that I would put in there because I think it would do well, sort of like a dire frenzy sort of thing. But we don't have that deck, and Mm -hmm. like, I rather like if I am playing a token spell druid or something. I'll wait till next turn and I'll play an Arbor up or something like that. Like th- I'm not gonna just waste my four mana buffing one minion when I could be, you know, put it playing Soul of the Forest to, you know, give death rattle to whatever I have on the board or something like that. Like I I don't feel like this is something I'm gonna run in any deck we currently have. Unfortunately. I think it's super cool though. I think that the four mana basically deal eight by trading is is really neat Mm. like that's 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 definitely efficient but it doesn't go in a deck that we have right now
1: yeah yeah unfortunate but true in my notes i had given this a two just because the you know basically blessing of kings with added upside is so strong but I think particularly for wild, however much eight damage is kind of a break point. You already need to have something on board or pay more mana to get something else on board to kind of leverage. I'm sorry, Mount, for our wild review. I'm giving you a one. What do you think, Nate? Uh, yeah,
0: I gave it a two. I mean, I think it's strong. I just, my, my big struggle is where to put it. So that's a two for me. Hydra. What do you think?
2: I'm going to give it a two as well, just because I think that it is a good card, but we don't have a place for it. Someone, it, it, it could be fringe playable in some sort of random mid-range deck or Reno deck or something like that, but Treato. Druid, home? yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you never know, but uh, so it's a two based on power level, because you do get a like a big bang for your buck, but yeah, no home, so it's a two.
1: Yeah, fine. I'll go back to my original two that I had on my... <laughs> <laughs> so that brings us to Park Panther. Park Panther is a 4 mana 4-4 four, four beast with rush. And whenever Park Panther attacks, it gives your hero plus 3 attack this turn. So this is helping uh your your gonk or wicker claw uh druid this is helping your questline druid this is helping your mid-range beast druid it's got rush but do we have any sort of a mid-range beast druid particularly in wild I was going to say we're about to no. in standard <laughs> we're about to <laughs> in standard they don't have it,
2: a beast druid
1: yeah, I'm gonna have a ton of fun playing Park Panther and Vibrant Squirrel and Kodo Mount and Standard. Ton mm-hmm. of fun with that. Yeah. As for Wild, though, like it, it's a strong mid range card that I don't think that we're gonna have time to play in Wild. <laughs> what do you think about par- Park Panther,
0: Nate? Yeah, I I wish like I love mid range decks. I wish that they were viable, but sadly they kind of aren't and so that's that's where i struggle with this like i looked at this initially i was like four 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 with rush that's you yeah, know it seems pretty okay and not only is this like you get the plus three attack as well and so okay that seems good like it seems like a good card and again i struggle with the idea of like well there's just no home for it and you can't like wild beast druid um wild beast Druid is not good. And, uh, mid range is, is not really very viable in, in wild in general. And so this card in a vacuum is like, well, this is, this is pretty great. You know, I got rush, I got three attacks. So it's like seven, uh, attack for four, like that I can do same turn. Like, ah, that's cool, but no home, no home. That's, that's the big problem for me. So I agree, you know, we'll play some, uh, Some uh beast beast druid in standard. I with the new core set, uh there they dropped some beast synergy in there. There was the like, you know, make a copy of a a beast or something like that. Um And so, you know, we'll we'll see it in standard. I don't wild, I just don't know that it's ever gonna be good enough because everything the power level is like so high. So, anyways. Yeah, that's me. Hydra, what are your thoughts on this?
2: Basically back to the whole mid-range druid thing. Mid-range in Wild basically isn't a thing. It almost can't exist because mm-hmm. either you have to be hyper aggressive to, you know, get through your control deck or kill the combo deck before it can combo off or, you know, you be one of those combo or control. The we don't have a lot of these mid-range decks and this card has um, like a lot to it. It's four mana four four rush. get that three attack. you do seven that that is not a four mana four four do nothing. like we are doing <laughs> actively a lot of things. <laughs> like it's and it's a gut the beast tag. like it's actively a good card.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: The deck doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah that's rip <laughs> I mean, right like it's it's not a bad card it's actually a good card there just isn't a deck
1: yeah uh, well, and and not inconsequential too is that the three attack that it gives is to your hero so it's not like all that seven has to go to, into the same place I could yeah. deal with a a taunt with the park panther and then do three to face but gosh four mana mid range uh, yeah, I mean, it has good synergy.
0: It's got good synergy with the other cards in this set, you know, but like... It does. It's It, it goes back to that standard versus wild argument.
1: And All right. uh, since this is a standard card for the rating, I, I think that some people will end up playing un- unintentionally their standard <laughs> mid-range beast druid <gasps> in wild. And so that instead happens. of a one... Park Panther is getting a two for me because it, it's a really strong card in a vacuum. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Nate?
0: <laughs> yeah, I give it a two. I mean, it's a great card. It's a really good card. Uh It just doesn't fit anywhere. So I'll be happy, you know, if I discover this or happy, you know, sometime, but not most of the time. Two, it's a two for me.
2: There's nothing worse than when you queue into somebody who accidentally used their wild deck and you're laughing at them and you're like, oh, I'm totally like, they got a standard deck. I got my wild deck. I'm going to destroy them. And then they actually beat you. (laughs) And so for that, it gets a two. (laughs) (laughs) Because when that happens, uh, I'm going to be upset. So uh, Park Panther gets a two for me.
1: All right. Yeah, so that brings us to Composting. Composting is a two mana Druid nature spell that reads, give your minions death rattle, draw a card. So, instead of the uh, kind of embiggen aggro Druid v- variant, Composting is much more of a like more general token Druid like Whispering uh, Woods and and stuff like that uh, card. You want to draw as many cards and have them in your hand, so that then you can make tons of one ones that then you can buff and deal a ton of damage with. Um, I like I. That's a place that I can see slotting this card in right now. You can also slot it into just standard er, wild, <laughs> but the the standard variant of the the kind of aggro and big in druid. Um, In place of gibberling and you know odds are you've gone wide hey i want to reload do we cut voracious reader for this i don't think so voracious reader continues to give you things but voracious reader might also be cut at three so maybe we do um the fact that i'm considering even cutting voracious reading for reader for composting is saying kind of a lot um but i don't think that we run both because it kind of fits the same niche Mm -hmm. um it's a really strong card we want to be going wide we need reload i i think that there's a lot there there Mm -hmm. i'm just not exactly sure the exact slot that that it kind of slots in so it may or may not actively go in there but um gosh it's a powerful card (laughs) what do you think nate yeah when i saw this it's like well
0: if you have the spell based token druid type deck where where the deck falls short is when you start top decking only and so this can t- could potentially be really nutty right i've got a board full of wisps or whatever and i can trade them into stuff and start drawing cards like that's great but then i compared it to like soul of the forest and then the question is would i rather have a sticky board that's gonna give me t- a bunch of two twos or would i rather draw a card and like, I think with these token decks, you know, when your board gets cleared enough times, you, you know, you struggle to to refill the board and stuff. And so, you know, there's arguments either ways. Like, I like the sticky death rattle of drop out a two two, but I also like to draw a card. I don't know, like, and I don't, but I struggle to think that I would be playing both. So I'm not sure. I mean, I think that this has potential to get really crazy. And even if I'm drawing, even if I'm only drawing one or two cards from this, like that might not be bad. Like two mana draw card is, is about the standard. And so, you know, I don't know, but it has to go in the right deck, right? It's not going to be, it's going to be a spell based token deck, not a minion based token deck. So I don't know. I, I like it. And I definitely feel like there's potential there. Uh, some pretty nutty potential, in fact. So, There's also a nature spell, so there's some synergy there. Hyder, what do you think?
2: I think this is extremely powerful. I also have a problem with it in the fact that it, in a token deck where you're trying to flood the board and you're trying to buff the board, that it's not proactive, right? Yeah. You're... <clears throat> You're now, wait instead of buffing your minions, you're now leaving them vulnerable to be killed, and then your backup plan is to draw some more cards. Right? Which, refill is great, but I feel like I would want to be building my board and buffing my board and not having this backup plan of drawing the cards once my guys die. So, I think it's extremely powerful. you have like a board full of wisps they kill them all and hey full hand thank you that that's awesome
1: right yeah <laughs> great but, with the death, uh demon hunter quest line <laughs>
2: <laughs> right? like that's super like it's super awesome, but at the same time, my goal was to build my board, buff my board, and kill you. so I think that's where it falls short uh let's.
0: I keep let's, let's... I keep feeling like that like there's all these cards like oh that would that would have been a really good rogue card that would have been a really good yeah. demon hunter this would
1: be a really <laughs> good demon
2: hunter card Jeez <laughs> All right let's let's give it the ratings
1: Gosh I I keep on going back and forth and back and forth and at the end of the day I think that there are a couple of places that this can fit um enough so to where even just in regular and big and agro druid i can see taking out voracious reader and putting in composting and being pretty happy um because of that and the more spell token based i think i'm gonna go four Woo. really strong wow <laughs> what do you think nate i think three
0: i so here's my thought way back in the day Ben from work and I played, it was like a spell only token deck. And And, like, you know, there's some good synergies there where it's like, I don't remember the cost. It was a two mana, draw three, discard any minions, keep all your spells or something like that. Yeah. And now cost three. Oh, is it cost three? Okay. But, but like, um, in, in a deck like that. And then we did really well with that deck. Now it was, it was very off meta and no, nobody really saw it coming, but there was just so much refill. And so in a deck like that, it's really strong, really strong. Um, It still feels feels kind of fringe to me, but the effect is so powerful. I think a three for me, like it feels solid. Mm -hmm. I, I like it though. Definitely. Definitely see the power potential there.
2: Yeah. Another positive that I see for this card is the awkward position you put your opponent in where like, You can have a board full of tokens and they're like, oh, I need to clear those. But like, they've got no cards in their hand and they're just going to refill. So like, they're like, eh, what do I do? Either they're going to buff their minions, you know, do I go face? Do I try to, you know, kill them? You you make your opponent have a decision. I think that's really cool. Mm -hmm. That's a good point. Um And I do think that we will be seeing this card. I don't think it's going to necessarily just jump right in to the meta token druid that we see. I think it will be Mm -hmm. a variant, which slots it into a three for me.
1: Okay. Cool. All right. That brings us to Oracle of Elune. Oracle of Alun is a 3-mana 2-4 that reads, After you play a minion that costs 2 or less, summon a copy of it. So if this said after you summon instead of after you play, I would love this card. Uh, Even at 2-mana, I would maybe play this with Gibberling. Right? Like, eh, probably not. But, like, maybe. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, despite its cost, if it said summon, I think that I would really, really, really like Oracle of Elune. As it is, I think it's too highly costed to be able to just slide in while you're continuing to play cards and do stuff like that. You know, you, I'd rather it be like a, a, a one mana 1-1 one, one with this effect. Hmm. Boom! Let's go. Um, you know, even at as a, a two four, it's especially at three mana. It's going to die really quick. So the upfront cost is the the kind of bigger consideration there. So it's it's too highly costed for play in aggro, and too understated for control, um, or even mid range. Right, and especially at mid range, the minion that you play has to cost two or less to get a copy. Oracle of Loon is like almost there. I Almost there. Yeah. (laughs) It's a powerful effect, but it just too highly costed and then is a little bit too restrictive and you can't weave it in quite as well. So that's where I'm at with Oracle of Loon. What do you think, Nate? I
0: was wondering if this card in particular, like it feels very powerful. I wonder if it makes you build around your token deck differently like i know gibberling's kind of dead or whatever but like what if okay this should be a warlock card right if i put this in cute lock or something where or even you know these are neutral cards if i'm jamming a bunch of zero cost cards and then i can buff them like if i'm playing my snow flipper penguins and my um um what else the little uh tiny fins and stuff like that like okay i could (laughs) you know basically yeah i mean i could flood the board with this but it's it would be a build around like okay do we want to re-engineer a little minion based aggro token type druid um maybe i see the power potential for sure especially with embiggen right if i've got a bunch of zero cost stuff and i play some embiggen and then i play this and play my zero cost and it's making copies of of like there's there's some nutty potential not really my deck of choice um but it could be pretty good i don't know i'm not a real strong druid player but i like if my opponent drops this i'm gonna kill it right away for sure Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so those are my thoughts what do you think hydra
2: yeah, I feel like it's one of those minions that basically says taunt, even though it doesn't say taunt.
0: <laughs>
1: oh yeah,
2: because you, you're you have to kill it, and on turn three, dropping a two four, there's probably a decent chance your opponent's gonna kill it. Um, so, like if you're tempoing this out, it's most likely gonna die. I, it has a decent butt, so you, It almost makes me feel like I would want to combo off with it right away right so now i'm waiting i'm holding back my cards when i could have just been proactive and you know dumping out my hand and going face right away mm-hmm. so i feel like it's sort of counterintuitive to what you want to be doing um like you know puke out your hand or let's you know let's hold back until we can have a cool turn right it's like holding on to your cannon for way too many turns in pirate War. <laughs> Right, so I
0: I didn't even think about celestial alignment. Everything costs one. Can you imagine? Like, there's some okay okay. Does this does this go into our new celestial alignment Maligos type druid? And like, cool. I play this, and then I get two copies of Maligos, and then I play a faceless and get two copies of that. Like, I I don't know. Maybe maybe yeah. And
1: until uh, Chat mentioned that, I hadn't even really. Thought about oh, that. I didn't
0: either. Yeah, there's that. There, yeah, um, it
1: it totally would work with, you know, <laughs> Oracle, Malagos. All of a sudden you have two Malagis, and then you can <laughs> just continue to. Yeah. Okay. Duplicate those. There, there's a little bit more potential for combo stuff there in particular than I was thinking.
0: Yeah. 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 All right. Well. What do you, what do you score it?
1: I originally had 2. And with the possibility of duplicating the uh um outs or a combo like Malagos. I don't know. I still think that I I probably give it a 2 because we we already have germination we already have other ways to duplicate malagos and and stuff like that so this is with that it sounds like it's much more of a a combo card in conjunction with celestial alignment um as far as you know it being a powerful card absolutely but um a, a powerful effect in particular but um it's it's fringe um unless that combo really goes off and I would love to be wrong and love to see that combo just go off. <laughs> what do you think, Nate? You know, this card
0: feels pretty strong to me. I had originally scored it a three, but I, I think I'm going to score it a four. Actually. I, I think that this is going to be like combo city over here. Hyder, what do you think?
2: Oh, it's one of those again.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: right. Like, I, thanks. Uh, thanks chat. Well, honestly, like opening our eyes a bit, because I totally looked at this as some sort of a mid range agro aggro sort of card. But now yeah. it's looking more like a molten reflection sort of card. Um, so with that, I'm going to still say it's fringe because you don't too often you know, get smoked by something random like this, (laughs) but when you do, it's going to feel real bad. (laughs) So I'm going to go with a two and I might regret that, but I'm going to give it a two just because I don't think you're going to run into this every day.
1: Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So that brings us to lost in the park, which is Druid's quest line. So, uh, it starts out the, the first, um, kind of stop, in the park is uh gain four attack with your hero with the reward gain five armor so then the next stop in the park is defending the squirrels yay (laughs) right (laughs) so for that part of the quest line you have to gain five attack with your hero it doesn't say in one turn, does it? So no that that yeah. one will will be cumulative, correct? What makes which, it a little Which better? is a very big difference. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> so the reward for that is to gain five armor and draw a card, which brings us to your final stop, which is to gain six attack with your hero, and the reward is Guff the Tough. So Guff the Tough is a five mana, ooh, instead of a 7-7, Guff is an 8-8. So five mana, 8-8 Beast with Taunt and Battle Cry, give your hero plus eight attack this turn and gain eight armor. So, um, of course, worth noting is that uh, at each step in the quest line, it's cumulative, so you know, hey, I gain four armor over the course of whatever. Then the next one, it does reset back down to zero. And then you have to gain five more armor, but it doesn't have to all be in the same turn, like with Demon Hunter in right. particular. Um, so Gonk Druid possibilities <laughs> um, in particular, like, like we were talking about there. I think it's notable that Guff itself is of course a beast but also has taunt Mm -hmm. Um, and that it is a a, a, of course a a battle cry so if you you know run any sort of bounce effects then you can kind of go off even further Um, that said you know the the gaining attack is just kind of inevitable even with your hero power so it's much more of a doable quest line than than for example the the demon hunter one but the reward is so finite, if that makes sense. Like with, with Demon Hunter, it's like, okay, for the rest of your game, for, for most of the quest lines, uh, it's for the rest of your game, this happens. With Guff, it's a very, it happens once. Um, so it's relevant that Guff uh, himself is, uh, has a little bit more um, attack and health at 8-8 at eight, eight rather than 7-7. Seven, seven and is a beast and has taunt um so while it's not a persistent effect for the rest of the game um you you do have a little bit more of an impactful minion on board but it'll take you a while to get there and then once you're there it happens once and then it's like okay you deal with this thing and then you continue to deal with my face um I really, really, really want to like it because I, you know, I I did a a pre-order or uh, cracked my my packs open already. And and I got, I got this one in gold, which is pretty kicking rad. But, but I don't really see like, there's not a whole lot of finishing potential there. You know, chat mentions guff into floop, which is really cool and awesome. And then you have 16, which is cool and awesome, but then it gets dealt with then and, and and then you still end up dying. there there are maybe some possibilities with stuff like gonk and things like that 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 I'm not really seeing the outs for. Um, and I think that it's a, a really you know powerful effect. It's just it takes so long to eventually get there not quite as long as like demon hunter because gaining four attack with your hero is pretty doable there there are cheap ways to, to buff your attack but it's not quite as impactful as a lot of the other kinds of quest lines um, uh, I'm probably going to play this deck in standard but I don't think I'm going to play it here um, what do you think Nate? All, all I have to say is guff the tough and gonk the strong and I, <laughs> <it's>,
0: <laughs> I mean there's there's it feels like a lot of meme potential for me and like will it be fun yes will i play it in casual yes will i do my daily quests with it yes am i gonna hit legend with it nah uh-uh, sorry <laughs> i i just don't see it hydra what do you think
2: i wrote one word and that was slow <laughs> like it's just like we're either flooding the board or we're stalling out and we're comboing off with Druid. This doesn't have a place. It's super cool. It's just really, really slow. You got to jump through hoops and it's kind of like, what's the little like a party whistle, like <laughs> like that's it. Like some, <laughs> some confetti comes out and you're like, yay. Now I lose. Yeah. Well, I, you know, <laughs>
0: it'll be fun to dust off gonk and, and, and- <laughs> you know, do some like attack, attack Druid shenanigans, but
2: it's like, nice that it is only a five cost quote unquote finisher. So you can do other things on that turn because they they had to make it five cost Cause it wasn't good enough. They need you to do other things on that turn.
0: Hey, I mean, like chat says, brand, you know, Hey, you get 16 attack, like, Hey, okay. All right. There's that. Yeah. yeah
1: but if you can get any sort of a discount, then brand guff floop, then you have thirty-two attack. That'd be rad. Uh, hey, but but okay. that 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 costs what? Three for brand, four for Flu, five for guff. <laughs> you yeah. You really have to. So we
2: need some emperor thorson going on or some or some or, or, oh, or or
0: some or. celestial. Yeah, but it, it just oh, yeah or bloom. Yeah, I mean that's just a that's just a lot oh, of.
2: Man yeah 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 I mean, yeah just seems seems a little slow, don't think it's gonna see play,
1: yeah, and all is stopped by one void walker, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so, as for my rating i I see a lot of potential here in standard in wild i I don't know that we're really gonna see this so much. it's gonna be a meme, it's gonna be fun, um so i I think for wild in particular. I have to give Lost in the Park a one. What do you think, Hydra?
2: It is definitely a one for me. But it's 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 like a like a three on fun, but it's <laughs> oh, <yeah>. a one.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a one for me as well.
1: And that brings us to Sheldra's Moon Tree. Sheldross Moon Tree is an eight mana five five minion. It's a battle cry. The next. Three spells you draw are Cast Wind Drawn. So, super powerful effect. You know, if, if you do this, um, and then your your next draw is um, the uh, Survival of the Fittest, which then Cast Wind Drawn gets you another Survival of the Fittest, which then Cast when Drawn gives you... Uh, I don't know, like uh, (laughs) just wait until
0: you, well, until you draw, you know, two UIs and
1: uh, (laughs) mill yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Especially since the target would be random. You definitely can't run UI in that deck. Though you could run like overflow. So so the, the combo potential I see with that is, um, you know, like you've got clowns, you've got overflow, you 've got uh, pole kelt obviously you have to have pole kelt um, and then if you draw your um, big spells before you draw shell then oops and so you have to draw shell first and then pole kelt and not have uh, have drawn your survivals and then and then it just goes off but it's just so conditional. And that's just for like the standard version and the wild version doesn't really have anything extra to really give us to make it more playable. Like I really, really, really want shell draw or that kind of like clown druid, like thing to work where you do this and then it just like goes off and that'd be pretty kicking rad, but like, That's not the world we live in. It's way too draw conditional. Um, So, powerful effect, but it's a 5 (laughs) 5. What do you think, Nate? It should
0: have been a mage card. It would have been like we could do some shenanigans, you know, some build arounds with the, uh, the, you know, the cards that change your hero power, the, you know, or LPG or you know,
2: Yogbox y-
0: Yog box or something like that. <laughs> but in Druid, like it, the random factor is what kills it for me. Okay. So the next three spells, what happens when it's like bloom bloom and
1: crap, <laughs> you know, like
0: it's like, I don't want that. I just don't. It, it, plus there's no immediate effect. Like if it said, okay, battle cry, the next three spells you draw are cast when drawn, draw a card. Like, okay, at least there's a chance that I'm going to ch- trigger this chain reaction. Yeah, but like this has got to stick, and then I got to draw on top of it. Like,
1: so it's a battle cry, so it doesn't have to stick.
0: Yeah, it can. Nice. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. So it's it doesn't matter. This dies, and it's still okay. So it's a persistent mm-hmm. effect. All right, but still, I don't know it. I just think the random factor, like you really have, to, like you said, you'd have to pull Kelt or like it's a build around because you don't want random spells triggering especially especially if it's like something that is targetable like okay what happens when it's um like a nourish then what oh is it going to ramp or is it going to draw the cards i don't know hmm. what happens w- what happens when it's a swipe you know is it going to hit this is it going to hit face or is it going to hit a uh, enemy minion or what's it going to hit or same with the ui like the random factor like, just kills oh itself. no. What happens when it plays a UI and it kills itself? Yeah. Like, ah, yeah. oh, man. Or, or it hits you in the face. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a big no-go for me. So, Hyder, what do you think?
2: Yeah, for me, it's way too random. It's way too draw-dependent. Maybe you whiffed in your mulligan and all of your early game removal is left in your deck and That's just what it ends up playing. It's eight mana. So like if you're going against an aggressive deck, you're maybe dead by now. It just, it doesn't seem reliable. It just seems way too random. So I think it's fun.
0: There will be some amazing like trolled videos. And I think Clark, Clark Hellscream will do some amazing things with this, Mm -hmm. but it's such a, such a unique build around that like, yeah. you know, and the setup is going to require a lot of precision, which is tricky to orchestrate. I, I just don't see it. It's just it seems too difficult for me.
2: And you, Yeah. You have to draw this first. And so when you end up just getting your big spells at the beginning, then this card is going to sit in your hand. It's useless.
1: Yeah. If, if the payoffs that we wanted happened after this, like if the payoffs that we wanted weren't 10 mana, or nine mana, or eight mana, but we're seven and below. Then, cool. Like I can draw kelt on seven, and then pl- you know I guaranteed draw this and play it on eight, and then things start happening with my very next draw. But way too draw dependent, since what we want costs more than what this costs.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, hundred percent. So,
1: for all of those reasons, Sheldrake Moon Tree for me. Is a one for Wild and probably standard two, truthfully. <laughs> what about you, Nate? Yeah, it's a
2: one for me. That's a big one for me. Rip.
0: Alright, you guys. Well that that wraps it up for Druid for us. Uh so we will call this mini episode a wrap and be back momentarily with Hunter. And uh for those of you watching live, these will be separated into separate uh clips, both for YouTube and for podcast purposes. So we will see you all in just a moment.